A white man? No! Up as a white man. I'm Sarah. And I'm Emily. And we're back with part two of one of the greatest unsub arcs in the history of Criminal Minds. Oh, yes. It's a uh, great one. This is a great one. Revelation. Wrapping it all up. Um, I have a lot to say again. Yeah. It really is a tour de force performance from James Vanderbeek. Yeah. This man has never acted like this in his life. No. No. Not, not before and not after. <laughs> It's really, really impressive. Yes. Uh, um, I guess we could just get, get like, I mean, we're already halfway through. That's we might as true. well just keep going, right? Yeah, because uh, they just jump right in. Yeah. <laughs> this originally aired February 7th, 2007. Um, and yeah, it picks up like right where we left off. Yeah. Um, so yeah, the opening scene is just what I assume is every cop in rural Georgia just yeah. descending on the Hankel household's uh, household because that's they know Reed and JJ were there mm. uh, with their siren, sirens blaring, lights flashing and everything. And then they all get out of the cars and then they're like, shh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like they're going to go <laughs> sneak up on them. Like we could, they could hear you coming just from like... Just like squealing like, tire and like yeah. skidding gravel. They're like, all right, guys, let's be cool about yeah. this. Yeah. Um, so they find JJ in the barn along with the mur- murder scene, and they're all pretty horrified by that. Now, I'm wondering how long she's been crouching in there because she is traumatized when they uh, find her. Yeah, she like As she pulls. Be. Yeah, she pulls her gun on them, like she didn't hear them all coming. The barn's yeah. not far from the road, <laughs> but she is a mess. Yeah, as a mess as the scene is. Yes. Um, so then they go in and they sweep the house. Uh, they don't find anything because we see that Tobias is driving an unconscious Reed to God knows where. Yeah. Who knows? Um, and then he has a flashback to his father taking him out hunting. And he's like, I don't want to kill anything. And he's talking about like, care about that. Yeah. How there's like power and taking something's life and mm. all this stuff. Um, but like the whole time sympathy for the devil is playing in the background and like Mm -hmm. I get what you're doing with the title of the song but it is so off-putting and distracting to because it's like just Rolling Stones plus like this frenzy of action that's happening and it's like sensory overload. They do that a lot in this episode where like they go really on the nose for the background music choice Yeah, and and it takes away from what's happening. Yeah, the music doesn't fit. It's just that the song title Mm -hmm. fits. Like the lyrics, not even. Yeah, no. (laughs) We don't need to listen to the lyrics. No, no, no. Um, But yeah, uh, Tobias, we see, has Reed tied to a chair in like a shack somewhere. Mm -hmm. Uh, He introduces himself as Raphael. He shows a bullet and says that it's God's will and puts it into the revolver bullet holder. (laughs) 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 I meant to look up what that part of the gun is called. Isn't that called the chamber? You put a bullet in a chamber? Yeah, that's what it's called. called? Uh I like like, doorway better. (laughs) (laughs) The bullet holder. (laughs) And then uh, spins it and pulls the trigger, but that round is empty. Yeah. Like, ah. (laughs) Like, I wonder, I wish I could remember. I mean, I guess I knew because I watched this very 
much later after it first came out. So I knew Reed is, spoiler alert, going to be around for a while. Yeah. But I wonder if you were watching this in the moment originally, way back in 2007, if you really thought Reed was safe. Like, I could watch it two years ago when I started watching Criminal Minds and well, know. And you, yeah, you know he's going to be in 13 more seasons right. at that point. But you don't know when it originally came out. So, I mean, I think they do, to their credit, a good job of making him seem really unsafe. Yeah, and it's like, uh, because it's the second season of a show. Like, right. they've already taken L out. Like, yeah. You know, like, you're still, like, not really reeling from that loss, but, like... Still so it puts it's, you on unsteady ground. Like, the main characters are not... Not necessarily safe. Yeah. Because it's still, like, the show's still finding its footing, and then it's, like, maybe they've decided that, oh, this this nerdy character doesn't really fit in the team, so we're going to write him off. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's good. Uh, but, yeah, then we get our Bible, or our, yeah, quote of the week. It's a Bible verse. Mm-hmm. Uh, there is not a righteous man on earth who does what is right and never sins. Ecclesiastes 7.20. Mm. Yes. Um, so back at the Henkel household, they brought Garcia out to look at Tobias's computers. Um, and then Hotch gets out of the car with her and then starts explaining to her what it is they need her to do. And I'm like, what, what was the conversation you had in In the the car? car? Yeah. Right. I was mad that it's already the next morning. Like it's, it's, they've taken as long as the next morning to get her there. DC to Georgia is what? Like a one hour flight? Yeah. Why, why wasn't she there sooner? Yeah. But the whole, that whole scene reminded me of um, when I took my kids to go see the Paddington play. Mm-hmm. And there's the one part where they, like, find the bear in the train station. And then they drive home. And once they get home, they're like, hello, bear. And what's your name? And you're like, what? What was the ride to your house what an like? an awkward ride home with this strange talking bear. Yeah. And everybody's like, well, I guess it would be rude to ask a question now. <laughs> There's just this bear in a wool coat and galoshes in the car, and we're going to all ignore it. But yeah, like what? You didn't explain to her what you needed her to do before you brought her out? What have they been doing all night? Like, I just don't. I was so mad. First, I was mad because I get it. What JJ went through with the dog attack, super traumatizing. I was bitten by a dog when I was five, still not totally over it. And I'm much older now. Yeah. And so I, but I don't understand why she, she shot and killed all those dogs. Yeah. She has no business being here anymore. She needs to go. Why is she still here? She's obviously traumatized if she never left that barn after it happened to go and look for Reed. So just get her out of there. Yeah, get Garcia here. Get JJ out of there. Why are we wasting hours and hours of time? Yeah, like He could be driving further and further away. Again, it's it's just that like... Oh, I forgot how to say the word. Machismo? Yeah. <laughs> Attitude where they're just like, I can tough this out. And you're like, no, no, you need to go home and take a shower and sleep in your own bed. Yeah. You should not be toughing this out. There's no need. Yeah, she does, and, she and doesn't useless, do anything. The rest of this, yeah. There's no media that we need to, to consult with. Right. Uh, but yeah, anyway, Garcia can't find anything weird on his bank of computers. She says that he just uh, plays video games and watches sports um, and also other people. Yeah, <laughs> he watches for yeah. signs of sinning. Uh, Morgan says that he's afraid that Reed will be his next victim. And um, Garcia says, but he's so innocent. And Morgan, Morgan's like, oh, if you dig deep enough, everyone's a sinner. And you're like. <laughs> Okay, well, Reed's biggest sin is just being an insufferable know-it-all. <laughs> and, I mean, in that 
in this case, you can twist anyone's actions or words into being a sin Ex- when you yeah. want them to be. This is not like we're, it's a rational person looking for justification here. Exactly. None of this is making any yeah. sense. Um, so Tobias uh, returns to the cabin. He's got a bunch of firewood, but this time he's Charles Henkel, uh, the dad. Mm-hmm. Um, so then he takes off Reed's shoes, yeah. <laughs> which is really uncomfortable to watch. Mm-hmm. Uh, Reed recites the Bible to him, and then Charles says the <laughs> devil can read too. I was I like, oh, sick burn. <laughs> so good. Yeah. Um, and then he tells Reed to confess before clubbing him in the feet and I'm guessing breaking his ankle. Yeah, like, I don't know. Oh my God. He just I like hits know. him really hard with like a big piece of wood yeah. right in the foot. And it's like, like misery. It's horrible. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's, mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so back at the Hankel house, Prentice finds some Narcotics Anonymous flyers and Gideon tears some wallpaper off the wall because, you know. Why not? No crime scene preservation or anything. No, and no one's wearing gloves here. He finds Honora Patrum Tuum written over and over again on the wall. And I was really proud of myself because before he knew it, or before he said it, I was like, Honor their father! <laughs> <laughs> like, thank you, Mr. McCaffrey, and the four years of high school Latin I took. Um, but yeah, I've, I'm guessing anybody who didn't take Latin could also. <laughs> you could suss that one out. I don't have any formal Latin training, but it wasn't a deep it, code. It wasn't hard, <laughs> and also in context, it's pretty easy. Um, but yeah, then JJ's just staring in the bathroom mirror, the same one that Tobias had been staring in earlier. Yeah, which she's, is, she's like using a hand towel of his. and like, look around. Why are you touching yeah. anything in here? Um, but yeah, they're... Uh, she hallucinates being attacked by a dog and whirls around and pulls a gun on Prentice. Mm-hmm. Uh, Prentice says that JJ should get out of the house with her and come to talk to somebody that Hankel knew from N.A. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, no one is worried about JJ's mental health. They're going to take this opportunity yeah. to pick on Prentice. Yeah, because they're like, uh, you should... Um, but she says, like, you should come with me in the morning so you can get out of the house. Right. I'm like... Get out now. Are they staying What there? It seems like they all have just been up all night pacing the serial killer house. And it is like quintessential serial killer house. Yeah, like everything's every just detail. like run down and dirty. There's obviously like writing all over the wall. Literal yeah. writing on the walls. Yeah. <laughs> just piles of garbage. Everywhere's filthy. There's blood on the bathroom floor. And JJ's standing there washing her hands in the sink. Like what the hell is going on around yeah. here? Yeah. Oh my God. It's so weird. But then also like it's narcotics anonymous. It should have been harder to find someone that he knew from NA. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, you would hope, but I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. And then also like if you just call somebody and you're like, Hey, do you know this person from AA or whatever? Like, is it ethical for that person to say yes or no? I don't know. Does it depend on like the I mean, kind I guess if it's like the FBI yeah. or whatever, but like, still. Like this is the FBI and we're searching for I this guess, man who has committed murders. I get, yeah, and I guess it's not like doctor-patient confidentiality, yeah. but unless they are like, but, but if they're just saying like we suspect him. Yeah, then that's, I, that's an ethical yeah. gray area, right? Because l- even doctor-patient or like, you know, confessing to a priest, like they still have to tell law enforcement if you say that you. Yeah, but like what are, you, what are you supposed to tell Somebody, yeah, I don't know. know. Just, don't worry, this guy's willing to talk. Yeah, oh boy, is he. But I was just so mad because JJ just pulled a gun on a colleague in this nightmare house, and JJ and Hotch are like, 
what's the matter with you, Prentice? Yeah, how are you so cool under these situations? And you're like, uh, JJ needs to get the fuck out of here. Yeah. She's losing She's it. so cool because nothing's happened to her. She's just here doing her job. Yeah. Is it just because she's a lady? She's supposed to be like weepy and falling apart, Hotch? Yeah, well, JJ is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and that's not because of anything that's happened to her. That's just because she's a woman. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh... But yeah, the thing is, they're like, how do you stay so cool in these situations? And you're like, fucking Hotch, of all people, is asking about a lack of emotional displays. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry, do you find that suspicious, Hotch? Yeah. (laughs) Like, maybe you should take a turn looking in that creepy mirror. (laughs) It was so infuriating. Yeah. But yeah, she's just like, I guess I'm just good at compartmentalizing. Goodbye. (laughs) It's away. And you're like, you should slap it. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, anyway, uh, Morgan happens to find this root cellar on an old farm that no one had bothered to previously look for. Yeah, they haven't searched the property Yeah, at it's all. like, you know that house. You could look at that house and know that it's got a root cellar. Yeah. Of course it does. Right. There are lots of houses around here that look exactly like that. Yeah. They all the would have a root cellar. The barn probably has some kind of cellar too. Yeah. Uh, but uh, there, there they find Charles Hinkle's body uh, frozen yeah. and surrounded in blocks of ice, like it's like a castle that Elsa made from Yeah, frozen. it's very weird. It was like, <laughs> that isn't how root cellars work. I, no, it's, I was it's very extremely annoyed. weird. Yeah, like so he's not decomposed at all because he froze him in this And he's just been cellar. replacing the blocks of ice I, over and over again? It doesn't make any sense. It doesn't. It would make more sense if they just went down there and there was a heavily decomposed body. You wouldn't be able to smell it from upstairs if it's it in a root cellar. It would make more sense if the body was in a chest freezer. Right. Like, this makes, it's nonsense. It's nonsense. But it's like, it's like backlit, too. And yeah. Like, it's it's like weird. Glowing. glowing blue, like, on his face. Yeah. It's and he's very like, strange. he's not even laying. He's, like, propped up. Yeah. Like, sitting there. It's very, like, Norman Bates and Psycho. Like, he's been yeah. going down there and talking to his dad or something. Yeah, it's so weird. Uh, but yeah, anyway, um, Tobias comes back to the cabin again, this time as himself. Um, he's very nice. He offers Reed food um, and then shoots him up with some kind of a narcotic. Um, Reed has a flashback to his parents arguing, and his dad says he can't deal with his mom anymore and her refusal to like do anything to handle yeah. her schizophrenia and manage it appropriately. Um, and his mom yells at him that he's weak as he leaves. And a little baby Spencer in the show is like, I'm not weak. Yeah. His mom's like, I know, I know. And I was like, what a piece of shit dad. Like, you know, know. that she's unsafe and you can't deal with it and you're going to leave your son. Yeah, it's, it's unsafe enough that you have to remove yourself from the situation, but you flat out say, no, I'm not going to take the kid with me. Yeah. It was so strange. What is great like, about this flashback is Jane Lynch is wearing an immaculate wig. Oh, it's so bad. <laughs> it's so it's hilarious. <laughs> it's inexplicably bad. Yeah, it's great. Uh, um, yeah. yeah, I was just so mad at this dad. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, then we see like real time Reed and he's just high as a kite and he just keeps mumbling that he's not weak. And uh, Tobias has morphed back into Charles again and taunts him some more. And he says that nobody can hear him where he is. And then it like pans out and we see that they're in this old remote cabin surrounded by a graveyard in like, yeah. the middle of the woods. Uh, so we learn that Charles has been dead for six months. 
mm-hmm. which makes the ice situation make even less sense. But right, that's what his <laughs> body does not look six months decomposed. I'm no. very confused. Um, and the team assumes that his death must have been the trigger that set Tobias off. Uh, Prentice and JJ go talk to Tobias's NA sponsor, who tells him that Tobias's drug of choice was Dilaudid. Dilaudid. I can't. Like, I know how to say it, but when I look at the word, I'm like, dilaudid. Yeah. <laughs> like, no, I always want to say die. Yeah. Uh, dilaudid, mm-hmm. uh, cut with psychedelics, which sounds like, holy that sounds shit. Like a nightmare. <laughs> oh, yeah. my God. Um, he also says that if anybody needed to self-medicate, it was Tobias because his dad was just the absolute fucking worst. Yeah. And then at one point, he says that, like, his dad, after his mom left, his dad went Section 8. Yeah, I looked that up. Because I was like, like, Section 8 housing? Yeah, like, they went to I, go live in Section 8 housing? That doesn't make, make no, any a, a sense. a military thing? Yeah, it's like a military discharge for, like, mental instability or something. Apparently, it was popularized by the TV show MASH. Ah. The phrase, <laughs> using it as a phrase. Nice. Yeah. Um, but you know it's bad when your former sponsor congratulates you for killing your dad. Like, well, And is like, I totally get why you want to do drugs. It makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, yikes. Oh, boy. Uh, Morgan, Hotch, and Gideon are going through Tobias's collection of insane journals that he very conveniently left them to give them some insight into his mental state. They're very organized, too, so they can follow them. Uh, Yes. They realize that Charles asked Tobias to kill him when he got sick, and the moral contradiction caused his personality to split in order to keep his father alive. Mm. They're like, but who's Raphael? Yeah. Like right, a guys. mediator between the two, and you're like, uh, it's this. That's part's confusing. <laughs> yeah, they're they're really reaching for explanation where no more an explanation is needed. We don't. There. We don't need it. I love. We the, get what's going on. Yeah, <laughs> it, that's enough. Let's yeah. just find him. Please. And it's all nonsense. You don't have to make it sound like it's psychologically yeah. plausible. We don't need to justify his crimes. We just want to, you to find Reed. Yeah. Um, I loved the local cops' reaction because they're like going through the journals. And they're like, oh, they end all of a sudden. He goes, maybe he just got tired of writing. (laughs) Well, you continue to be a great detective, sir. (laughs) You're like, weird. Why did you need somebody to come in and help you solve this crime? (laughs) So weird that you called the BAU in so early. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. So Morgan goes in, finds Garcia, and asks her to try this time logging into the computers as Charles Henkel. Mm. And despite not having any sort of a username or password, she she just like types in Charles Henkel. (laughs) (laughs) She goes ahead and does it, Uh um, and he's just watching like explosions (laughs) and like like weird, grainy military videos. Yeah, it's it's a lot. Yeah, it's a lot to take in. uh, Okay. Um, then we also learn that a computer store was robbed in, in, in an Atlanta suburb and the thief got away with four laptops, some external hard drives and a satellite. <laughs> <laughs> like that is a fucking lot of stuff. Yeah. Like, yeah. And, it, and when, it's not like he broke in and like stole a MacBook. Right. It's, it's like. Like the inventory of the store. And when we see him again, we don't see any of that equipment. We see equipment that they didn't name as part of the theft. Or like the video camera that he already had. Right. And like, so did he pack that and take it with him? I guess. If he was going to pack that, why didn't he take some of his own laptops and external hard drives? Also, can you live stream from one of those... 
from your satellite handheld dish? MIDI camcorder? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe if you have a satellite dish. Maybe. <laughs> I don't know how it works. I've never used a satellite yeah. dish. It doesn't seem like that cabin they're in is equipped with any sort of internet access at all. <laughs> you mean they didn't have wireless internet in the cabin? <laughs> Weird. Uh, but yeah, um, suddenly Tobias's computer bank at the house switches over to a video of uh, Reed, who's all beaten and bloody. Uh, Tobias, as Raphael, tells him to choose the next victim as well as someone to save. And he's got, I guess that's the four laptops. He's got the four yeah. Oh, people, yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah. Um, that he's looking at. I was so focused on the video camera when it came back to him that I could get I was really it. confused because <laughs> I was like, I don't think this seems technologically plausible, yeah. but I don't know. <laughs> Never tried to live stream anything in 2007. Right. Yeah. Um, so Reed, uh, chooses a woman as the person to live. Gideon calls to Warner and then we see her like pick up the phone while on the computer while she's talking to him because she's just hanging out in her kitchen with her laptop open (gasps) as they all do. As everyone in this universe does apparently. Yeah. Um, and then also Tobias leaves and he goes to murder this other couple. Mm -hmm. And we're also seeing this through the computer because they're like watching TV and having a glass of wine in the evening together Mm -hmm. again with their laptop laptop open open on the coffee table, facing facing them directly. Like you do. That's what we do for sure. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, uh, the, we learned that the husband was a defense attorney, um, I wrote a defense attorney specifically who leaves his laptop open at all times. <laughs> and uh, Gideon uses the laptop feed in order to reassure Reed that none of this is his fault. So yeah. like, communicate back with yeah, him. Yeah, that was the worst part for me is poor Reed is left at this cabin. He can't do anything and he has to watch Tobias kill someone else through yeah. the screen. The person that he chose. Yeah. And it's just, I don't yeah. know. I feel like the Reed that we know today wouldn't just sit idly by and wait for Tobias to come back. Like, he would have scooched himself over yeah. to those laptops. Well, he's high as shit, though. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, I don't know. I've never I've never done narcotics, <laughs> but I'm going to go ahead and assume... Well, I mean, aside from, like, you know, like, after I've had, like, surgery. Yeah, right. <laughs> and you have, like, like... My prescribed pain medication that I took according to the directions. Exactly. Like, that one Vicodin I had after I got my wisdom teeth out, yeah. and, like, I was useless. That's true. <laughs> That's true. I guess like, I just expected, I, like, the criminal mind, superhuman, none of that matters kind yeah. of thing. But, I guess if it's also... I mean, I've never even tried a psychedelic because I'm way too afraid. Yeah. So I can't imagine that on top. I guess you wouldn't be thinking very clearly. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I get to, anytime I've had to have Vicodin for anything, uh, like, I, it just makes me go to sleep and I yeah. can't do anything else. Yeah. Yeah. Like, after my son was born, I had a C-section. Like, I, I would... I refused to take it because I was afraid that I was going to, yeah. like, fall asleep <laughs> and not hear him crying. So, do you think the psychedelic, like, helps to keep you awake? That's why he cuts it with that? I don't know. Because if you just want to escape the abuse, awful. why would you just take the Dilaudid? Why would you... I don't know. Maybe... What's it, the point of mixing it with more or mixing it with something else? I don't know. I don't know what either one of those things do well enough to know what the effect would be with both of them. Apparently it turns you into a psycho though. I guess so. so. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so Morgan, um, is making himself coffee in, 
in the kitchen I at the murder house. Which is not doing. weird at all. And why the fuck are they living in this house? Yeah. Like they've been there for days now. Yeah. And nobody's left. No. Are they just sleeping in the murder house? Where a woman was torn apart by dogs in the barn out back. And just using the coffee pot and getting a mug out of the cupboard and like using I'm not, the bathroom. Yeah. I don't I'm not using that bathroom. No. I'm certainly not eating out of his dishes. And how is them being there at the house any more beneficial than being at like the local FBI headquarters? Cuz Hodge says to Garcia when they when he first gets her there, the reason they're all there is cuz it's more convenient. More convenient in what way? Like I get Garcia needing to be there to go through the yeah, because they need her terminal. on the actual computers, but nobody else... Nobody else needs to be there. She maybe needs, like, Morgan to hang out with her so she's not there by right. herself. But everybody else can it, go somewhere else. That's still not a 24-7 kind of thing. Yeah, they don't need to be drinking out of his coffee mugs. Right, I don't get it. Uh, yeah, I just, like, I was thinking I about it, and it I was go. like, I have never... Like, I've seen this episode, like, five times, mm. and this is the first time that it's ever occurred to me that, like, they're using his dish. Yeah, they've <laughs> so, moved in. It's and so I cannot, gross. I can't get past it. Um, so Morgan asks JJ how she is, and she's kind of a mess. And she asks Morgan if he thinks that she and Reed should have stayed together. And Morgan's being really diplomatic about it. Yeah. Because the answer to that is, yeah, you're both morons. Neither one of you have any business being in the field without supervision. Yeah. And why would you split up on top of that? Yeah. I'm like, but he, he is trying both, to be diplomatic. Yeah. About like it. they both have their strengths right. for sure. Yeah. But like, there is no reason that those two people should have been sent out to do the job that they were. I realized they only thought that they were interviewing somebody, but somebody should have noticed how red flaggy that police report was. Yeah. And even, even then the two of them as trained agents who know they have no cell service, who know their own skill sets, should, know should better not than be to split chasing up. him down and splitting up. They should be getting in their car, driving to where there's service, letting people know, and then reapproaching the house. Yeah. And like both of them too, like they're both really young. Yeah. Like they're both probably yeah, like Reed's supposed to be in like 24, 25 yeah. in these episodes. They're yeah. not seasoned enough to no. be given this kind of responsibility, which again, no. back to Hotch being a bad delegator of jobs. Yeah. Why are you putting the two of them together? JJ is the media liaison. She shouldn't even be going out on these interviews. No, that's not her job. Uh, yeah. So, um, yeah. Uh, then, uh, that is the, the next, my favorite part, um, uh, of this is then we cut to Hotch and he's chastising himself for like taking advantage of Reed's brain, but not, teaching him how to deal with things emotionally properly. Sure, because he deals with yeah. things so well. I'm like, LOL. Yeah. The idea of a Hodge being an example of emotional health. Right, of any of them. <laughs> yeah. Not even Mandy Patinkin could emotionally help this situation. Like, you know who should be doing that, if anybody on the team should? Garcia. She's the most well-adjusted yes. person. Uh, um, yeah, but Tobias is back. He gives Reed more drugs. He has a flashback um, to his mom, who's clearly not doing well yeah. at all. Um, he's telling her that the doctor says she needs to get out of bed and get up and do things. And she's just, you know, just wants to stay in bed and read. Um, and Reed wants to go outside and play with his friends. But instead, his mom makes him sit in bed with her and listen to her read Proust while he just stares really creepily at her from like, two inches away from her face. Yeah. It's a lot to take in. <laughs> yeah. 
it's a real Oedipus kind of thing going on there in the moment. And Proust is super boring. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, no wonder she fell asleep again. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, yeah. uh, Garcia says that the video of the last murder was posted and JJ asks to see it. Um, She says she has no business being in the field if she can't watch a grisly murder without being affected by it. And Garcia's like, you are a human being, and if you can watch that without being affected, that is very problematic. Yeah, there's some other problem afoot. You, yeah. you should always it's be like, affected by it. N- no one should be able to watch this. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd be like, I'd also add that you have no business being in the field whatsoever yeah. at this point in your career. You're mm-hmm. not good at it. Yeah. <laughs> um, actually, none of these people really have any business being in the field. No. Morgan, I'll let it slide. Yeah, Morgan, for sure. But... And I maybe Prentice, because she seems fine. Nobody's yeah. giving her any credit. Should have sent Morgan and Prentice over to interview this witness. Yeah. You want to know what would have happened? It would have been a one-parter. Mm-hmm. Not, neither one of them would have gotten kidnapped. Morgan would have tackled the shit out of Tobias Hankel in part one. <laughs> because Prentice would have been, been like, you know what? This guy seems real suspicious. He's probably the unsub. And yeah. then Morgan would have kicked the door in yeah. and tackled it. And that would have been that. <laughs> the end. <laughs> How it should have ended Criminal Minds Edition. <laughs> Uh, anyway, JJ insists on watching the video and Garcia's like, uh, I'm going to nope out because I don't have anything to prove to myself. Yeah. No, thank you. Um, so yeah, we learned that, uh, Tobias, they're making like a timeline of his life, uh, had a happy childhood until his mother left when he was eight. His father went off the rails. Tobias started using drugs and you're like, we've already, you've already told us all of this. None of this is helping us find him. Yeah. Um, so then, then they decide that Reed would have been taken somewhere by the Tobias personality, not the Charles one, because Charles is angry and hostile and he would have fought him, but Tobias would have run away. And you're like, mm, okay. <laughs> okay, I guess. But also he didn't run away. He ran away with Reed. He didn't run away from Reed. Right. But then also it's like, I realize there's a lot of controversy about dissociative identity disorder and how it actually works and manifests. And yeah. nobody can agree on anything because I spent a long time Googling it. Yeah. <laughs> but it's like, I don't know that you can say for sure that like Charles would not have access, like the Charles personality would not have access to the same information that right. Tobias knows. It's different in every portrayal of it I feel like yeah so like he might like uh, like say like you know the cabin thing like they don't know that it's a cabin yet but like the hideout thing they're like well it would have to be somewhere that only Tobias knew about and not Charles you're like but like the Charles personality could still know that that cabin exists but like manufacture some other reason for knowing it existed because like there's still it's still just one guy with one brain right right (laughs) Hey, it's not still like, all, all the personalities are still there. Yeah, like the, and it's just like the the manifestation of Tobias's version of his father. Mm-hmm. Like they are acting like Charles has possessed him. Yeah. And is like a totally separate entity that's yeah. like marionetting his body around. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, that is not how that disorder works. It, it, none of it helps them find him anyway. No. Um So, yeah, Gideon is, like, spiraling about the last video. He doesn't want anybody to see it. Uh, Garcia sends out um, an email to everyone (laughs) on the email list who received this video Mm -hmm. that it's a virus and not to open it, and it makes uh, Charles Tobias really mad. Yeah. Um, 
So he plays the video of Gideon's reassuring message to Reed. I don't, I'm not sure why. Uh, yeah, I'm not sure why either. <laughs> Just to make him feel a little bit better, I guess. Uh, but then he sees the injection marks on his arm and he starts beating him up. All this is on camera. So Garcia and get, Gideon are watching like and like... watching each other and <laughs> watching him get beat up. Yeah, he's like hugging Garcia and yeah. she's crying. And I was like, this is kind of cute. Um, but then Reed has a seizure and Charles is like, that's the devil vacating your body. <laughs> like, yikes. I mean, those doses of drugs that he was giving him looked huge to me. I know. Right? And I was like, am I naive? Is that how much drugs is too much drugs? I don't know. <laughs> Maybe the amount that gives you a seizure, I would say I that is too I mean, much yeah, drugs. That, I mean, that would be the worry, right, of giving somebody that who who's never taken it is you could very easily OD. I know. I just feel like this is like <laughs> on the next episode of We've Never Done Drugs. <laughs> <laughs> Two squares talk about what it might be like should you ever do drugs. They're not willing to do any experimentation. Can you tell I was really goody two shoes in high school? I, I have no idea about any of this. Uh, yeah. Um, I'm like, wow, what a big dose of drugs he's giving. <laughs> sure is a lot of drugs. No wonder he's having a seizure. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, then we see Charles and Tobias. Or, you know, one of them, and he's like, you know, James, James Vanderbeek. James Vanderbeek just... acting his ass off. <laughs> We're finally seeing, because this is the first time he has always entered a room as one or the other yeah. of the three. But we, now he gets in a big fight with between himself. the two personalities. And he's pacing and he turns around and he's someone different. You can tell he's just trying so hard. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's good. It's great. Um, but then um, we also see Gideon is also doing the same thing, yes, like talking, talking to, to himself, himself, like talking himself <laughs> down about how stopping the video was the right thing to do. And I've got to say, James Vanderbeek is doing a better job of yeah. this than Mandy Patinkin Yeah, is. he is. Yeah. He's um, just really slick. James Vanderbeek is swinging for the fences. Yeah. If you're going to do something like that, you've got to go all in no matter how silly it seems or you're going to look ridiculous. Yeah. I read somewhere that he, well, first of all, I learned that the dad is played by Patrick Swayze's brother. <gasps> I can see it. Now that you say it, I can see it. Right? Like the whole time I was like, he looks familiar. I was thinking that too. Yeah. Like he must, I didn't look him up and I was like, he yeah. must be another one of those that's been in everything. Yeah. Patrick Swayze's brother. But anyway, I was reading yeah. somewhere that um, James Vanderbeek apparently like listened to recordings of his voice like over oh. and over again to like practice getting the voice down. Wow. And it's like, he does a pretty good job of it. He does. Um, but yeah, anyway, uh, so Hotch pulls Gideon out to watch uh, more of the video. Um, they see that Tobias is resuscitating Reed. And then finally, finally, Morgan is like, wait a minute, based on the time frame here. I was here, so mad. I was, <laughs> I was so like, mad. First, I was like, wait, wait, wait. This whole time, Tobias and Gideon are doing their respective mirrored pacing. Reed wasn't breathing? Is he brain dead? That's a long time to be not breathing. After a seizure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, okay. I guess we're going to let that go. And then I was like, I can't believe somebody finally is talking about the radius of how far away he could be. It takes he them so long. He can't be that fucking far away if you drove there, killed, and got back and posted the video. And I realized that Reed is always the person who does the math and tells them what 
the radius should be. Yeah. But judging by the, like, just taking into account the fact that he always does that, yeah. shouldn't somebody else be like, I can't do the math, but right. Reed always does. I don't need the- you to do the math in your head. I wouldn't be able to do the math in my head. No. But this is something you could easily figure out, but nobody is paying. We could have found him 24 hours ago. Yeah. I um, felt like. As soon as that second murder happened. Like right. this, the minute it happened, they knew when he left the house, and then they knew when the murder happened. Yeah. They know exactly how long it took him to get there. Right. Like, and they could have more local cops out looking and stuff, but they don't. The way they find it is dumb, even after they come up with the idea. Yeah. But, but yeah, they figure out that he's within a 17-mile radius of the crime scene, and Gideon says to have the cops lock it down. Yeah. Um, so now we're back to Raphael again. Yeah. Um, he is shocked that Reed came back to life. Uh, he says that the seven members of the team are either the seven archangels or the seven angels of death. Yeah. But there's no way to tell if they're yeah. good or evil, I guess. Um, so Raphael tells him to choose a team member that's going to die. Reed chooses himself, but Raphael's like, no, it can't be you. You can't die. But then also pulls a gun on him right. and starts doing the like the Russian, the Russian roulette, roulette thing. thing. And you're like, you just told him he couldn't die. Yeah. Like, and now you're going to kill him. But you know what? <laughs> it must be so terrifying to have somebody do like a Russian roulette at you when you know the statistics of how likely you are to be killed each time they pull the trigger. That's true. Because like, I don't I, know how to do that math. Me so. either. I know that the I'm like, each time up. it's a one in six, right? Yeah. <laughs> Every is time it a six pull- shooter? Is that how that works? Is he I, a cowboy? Th- <laughs> <laughs> are they all six? I don't know anything about guns or drugs, apparently. <laughs> um, but I just like every trigger pull being like, well... Now it's this and this much. Now it's this and this much. Yeah. You're like, oh, God. Yeah. Makes me glad I can't do math. Yeah. Um, so anyway, uh, finally, Reed chooses Hotch. He says he's a classic narcissist who thinks he's better than everybody else on the team. And then he quotes a Bible verse from Genesis about, like, vanity being your downfall and stuff. I mean, and what he says about Hotch is not wrong. <laughs> Not, not entirely. Um, but then Hotch is like, I'm not a narcissist. And they're all like, no, no, we know. And he's like, no, I know. That's not what I'm saying. He's yeah. like, it's a clue. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then he asks everyone what his worst quality is. Love this. What this a fun game this for us to be playing song. right now. <laughs> um, so he's like, I'll start. I have no sense of humor. And you're like, right. point for you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then JJ's like, yeah, and you're a bully. And Morgan's like, you're a drill sergeant. And Prentice is like, and you don't trust women as much as you trust men. Like, there you go, Prentice. Get one in there. You deserve exactly. it. And he's like, yes, okay, all of that is true, but I'm not a narcissist. And you're like, yeah, you are. But yeah. okay. <laughs> for the purposes of this, fine. Yeah, like cool cell phone, Hotch. Yeah. Whatever. Um, so anyway, he says that the narcissism thing is a clue uh, because he and Reed had just been arguing about the hallmarks of a classic narcissist or whatever. And yeah. you're like, oh, shut up, you nerds. And um, uh, points out that the actual Bible verse, like the address, is that what it's called? Not the address of the Bible verse. It's like the chapter the in citation? verse. citation? Yeah. Whatever. Uh, I know there was a word for it, but I... I don't know. I don't remember. I haven't gone to church in 20 years, so I don't I'm, remember what the I'm word I'm not a biblical is. scholar like the rest of the BAU. <laughs> that is true. Um, that he quoted in Genesis mentions burying the dead, and Morgan's like, oh, I bet he's in a cemetery. <gasps> and uh, then they like fl- flash back to other things he said. Like, he's been giving us clues all along. Like, yeah. duh. 
Yeah, it's Reed. He's smarter than all of you. It's too bad he's the one alone there. He would have picked up on the clues really quickly. But nobody else would have been smart enough to give the clues. Right, that's (laughs) That's a real catch (laughs) twenty-two. Um, so yeah, they find that there's an old cemetery on a property called Marshall Parish. Prentice remembers a reference to staying away from Marshall and drugs from one of the journals, but the way it was worded sounded like Marshall was a person, not a place. Um, so Tobias gives Reed some water, thanks him and Reed thanks him for saving his life. Tobias apologizes because he says his father will win eventually. Um, Tobias confirms that they're in a cemetery and Reed's like, oh yes. (laughs) Um, Reed is drugged again and then he flashes back to when he was 18 and he had to commit his mother he says that he sent his mother away because he couldn't help her and Charles takes this uh, because we're Charles now I guess Mm -hmm. uh, takes this as a confession that Reed has dishonored his mother um, so Charles uncuffs Reed and takes him outside to dig his own grave. That's, I was confused as to what way Reed was restrained other than the handcuffs. We know his feet aren't tethered to the chair because he hits him on the bottom of the foot. There was some kind, there was the handcuff were and the then there were like, like attached to the chair in some way. Maybe, but they also had those straps. There was one of those straps mm-hmm. like, or no, Never mind. That was the tourniquet. Because oh. it looked like one of those straps that's on a hospital bed yeah. when they look at it later. But I think that was the tourniquet they were he using is, yeah. when he was shooting him up. I don't know. I don't know. No, just that one handcuff. I was really confused. Yeah. All right. <laughs> just the one handcuff and a lot of drugs. Yeah. I, think I that... guess the drugs alone would do it. <laughs> yeah. So. Um, but yeah, it's really funny because he takes Reed out to dig his grave. With the tiniest it, shovel with, you've ever seen. <laughs> with this tiny, like a garden spade. Yeah. And then. And he's um, like high as a kite. And like the raid he's going, it's, he's gonna, it's going to take him 17 years yeah. to dig that yeah. grave. Like he's never digging that deep enough to fit anything. Oh my God. Yeah. It's really funny. Um, so then we see the team approaching the cabin. They kick the door in. Um, and somehow managed to sneak up on them in the yeah, graveyard despite again, having flashlights in the pitch darkness yeah, that they're, they're just not, swinging like, all over the place. somebody please turn their flashlights off? You are not sneaking up on anybody. Yeah. They're just like wildly waving them from side to side, sweeping the area. Yeah. Like, it's oh like the God. scene in Jurassic Park where the kids are fighting yeah. over the flashlight <laughs> and it's just going all over the place and then the T-Rex comes over. Um but yeah, then Reed sees them coming, mm-hmm. so he knows that help is on the way, but then somehow takes the risk of trying to trick Tobias uh-huh. into dropping the gun, which, I mean, it works, but then shoots him. Yeah. And you're like, you didn't need right to the heart. do one, that. One shot. Yeah. Kill once, shot. Once again, we don't have to go for the kill shot every right. time. And we know how bad Reed is at shooting. Yeah. But like so also like... Miraculous shoot him at, Shoot him in the knee. Yeah. Then he's incapacitated. It's not like you're going to be stuck out there. You know the entire team is yeah. about to descend on this place. You didn't have to kill him. It was personal. Yeah. But yeah, um, he goes over and he's, you know, Tobias again. And he uh, is like, like, thanks him for killing his father and then asks Reed if he'll get to see his mom again. And it's like, so sad. I mean, I feel like you didn't have to kill him. Maybe Reed was aiming for his knee and he's just. That's true. I would have to be aiming for the knee to accidentally shoot someone in the heart. I can never be aiming for the heart. Well, it's like in the last one when he kills uh, Timothy Omenson and then he's like, I was aiming for his knee (laughs) or aiming for his leg and shoots him in the head. That's, uh, (laughs) yeah. Yeah. He's really got a body count going on here. Um, yeah. But then um, 
Hotch helps Reed up and Reed hugs him and tells him that he knew that he'd understand his clues. It's a very sweet like, moment. Uh, but I then, was like, can we please get an ambulance in here? You all watched him have a seizure. No one is concerned at all. No. Um, and then JJ, who's still there. Still there. Yeah. Apologizes to Reed and Reed's like, it's not your fault. And mm-hmm. you're like, yeah. It's yours. You're the one that suggested yeah, you, splitting up. Yeah, this you is ran in, off and left her. She entirely be your you. fault. She could have been mauled to death by those dogs. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Reed asks Gideon, who is inexplicably dressed like he is going to explore the Siberian tundra. I looked this up. I looked this up. Okay. He had a concert coming up. Like later that weekend after they were done filming and he, it was really cold and he was afraid he was going to get sick. Okay. So he was all bundled up for the cold. Everybody else, I mean, it's supposed to be Georgia and he realized it's Super Bowl, so it'd be February, but like. But still. Still, he's wearing like, you know, like a fleece hat and like a down puffer jacket and everything and everybody else is just just wearing a sleeves. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I apparently was like, it was cold. I don't I just forget like where it was they were actually filming, but wherever okay. they were filming was very cold, and he was concerned for his voice. Okay, that yeah. makes a lot more sense. But I was but it is when very he showed weird. up, I was like, what it was weird <laughs> enough for me to look into it on like the Criminal Minds fan pages. Nice. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he asks uh, Gideon for a moment alone and sits down next to Tobias's body. Very, very conspicuously mm-hmm. steals the rest of the drugs out of his pocket yeah. and then stands back up and again, very conspicuously puts them into his own pocket mm-hmm. and everyone else is like, we have no questions. Yeah. Like, and are, then, you, are you ready to walk off on your own now? Now that your ankles have been clubbed yeah. and you've recently had a seizure and you've been dosed multiple can, times can you walk with right this way, drugs of indeterminate origin. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, and well, I just, I also, again, maybe this is my naivete at not having a drug problem, but he shot him up three times. I get it. That's going to be wicked to come down off of, but is it so, and he, it's not like he had pleasant hallucinations while he was on it. No. Why? Is he suddenly as so addicted to them he needs to steal the rest? I don't know. Like nothing. I don't know. Again, is Dilaudid a gateway drug? <laughs> I think it's just extremely addictive, <laughs> as are most narcotics, which is I the just, problem with the I, narcotics. Right. We see him shoot it up three. Shoot him up with it three times. I know. Don't you think that you would just be like, never again? Yeah. I mean, he again. He had these horrible flashbacks. These awful moments with his mother. Yeah. No part of that seems like it would be I like I want to have this experience again. Why wouldn't you say like? I, I, again, no, none of it ever makes sense. But I don't understand why you wouldn't just be like. You guys, like, he gave me all these drugs. I need to go to the hospital, and I need to make sure that I, like, detox properly yeah, so that I can... you think they would all be worried about that. Yeah. They're not. They're not. No. A bunch of psychologists. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and because that is the end of the episode. Yeah, that's it. That's it. That's so we we're, we're in for a Spencer drug arc, I guess. Yeah, here it comes. Maybe we should learn some more stuff about drugs before I guess. we have to talk yeah, about Yeah, I'm going to have to look more up the next time because this is, I don't know. Um... So we've got another white man. Yes. And so that brings us 13 to 3 for season two. So we're 81% white men. Um, overall, our statistics, our statistics haven't really changed much. Um, we're 86.8% white men. Makes sense. Um, so would you, give any, would you give Hotch any points back for this one? 
Maybe, I don't know. I, well, he's not a really. Four. I, I mean, most of like what he did was, was just his job. Well, yeah, and like we not understand how in... emotionally crippled he actually is. Yeah. Although he did admit that he has no sense of humor. Right. So. He admitted he has no sense of humor, and he admitted all the things they said about him were true. Yeah. But those don't make him look good. No, but self awareness <laughs> is the first step, and That's we did true. see we didn't give him we didn't do any statistics or score from the part one where he took Haley out with the team. Oh, that's And they true. got down on the dance floor. Okay, fine. He can have one point back. Yeah, he was that's at a what five. I was going to say. He was yeah. at a four. I, I forgot take we him didn't. to a five. Yeah, we didn't even, um, um, we didn't even comment on the profile. Was there really one? Not really. I guess there's not, it's not really worth commenting on that. It's just kind of like just some interspersed things, but they yeah. never really did like a profile delivery. No, yeah, we can let that go. And even if they had, in no way, shape, or form did it help them catch him because the only thing that helped was figuring out the timeline, which gave them a radius in which to look for a cemetery, yeah. of which there was one. <laughs> Apparently, yeah. <laughs> they narrowed it down really quickly. Like just... I mean, we know how inept the regular cops are. Yes, that's true. They <laughs> so were I guess never it gonna... makes sense that they didn't figure it out, but they definitely should have been able to. Mm-hmm. Well, the next episode is Fear and Loathing. I don't know that I know off the top of my head what this one is. Um, I, I remember it a little bit. Not a lot. So I'm curious for the rewatch. But Yeah. I'm going to assume it takes place in Las Vegas. It's hard to be <laughs> it's hard to be the episode that follows this two episode arc of James Vanderbeek cuz this know. is just where, like where are you going to go from there? That's why they right. keep these things for the very end. Yeah, I wonder if they were like in a rating slump or something and they planned this to like buoy interest in the show or something. I don't know. So I don't it's know. just so strange that it's right in the middle, but Yeah. I don't know. I guess we'll see where the rest of the season goes from here. Wherever you're listening, be sure to leave us a five-star review. You can find us on Instagram at the unsub is a white man. Our theme music is composed and performed by Nate Youngblood, and the podcast is produced by Nate Youngblood. Thanks, Nate. And until next time, we'll be drinking coffee in a murder house. <laughs>